0: hey everyone my name is carson jones with team honey at realty one group goldmark here in saint george and today i am with my co-host ryan bolton he is a local mortgage expert here in saint george utah uh, and covering the whole state of utah especially the southern portion here so uh, today we're going to talk about 2023 our last video, we talked about 2022, kind of what happened. And as we give maybe some projections of what could happen to the real estate market in 2023, just know that these are uh, opinions that really nobody knows the actual answers to. Right. Right. So we're going to give our best educated guests off of what we've seen in, in the industry and what we think could be happening here over these next, uh, six to 12 months. Uh, but again, take everything we say with a grain of salt and let us know maybe what you think. I mean, leave us a comment of, uh,
1: of what you think we're right or wrong about on this. So. You know, I would say if I knew exactly what was gonna happen, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be sitting on wall street, but, what we try to do as professionals is try to do the best job we can for our clients to anticipate, see the data, try to stay ahead of curves. And that's what everybody's trying to do in the market is trying to stay ahead of those curves. Yeah.
0: So the biggest talking subject is going to be interest rates. And that's one of those things where it's, maybe one of the easier things to actually uh project because sometimes you can actually see it coming a, a few weeks out before something goes way up or way down now with that said sometimes we say oh the um the feds are going to raise rates and and this is going to happen and then the opposite happens so it, you still have to be careful even with that but what have you seen so far in terms of what the discussion has been going on for these next few months even of where interest rates might be and also where are we right now i mean essentially right at the beginning of the
1: year yeah and what projections have you seen recently so we saw interest rates obviously go up a lot last year because they were baking in what the fed was going to do so the fed was going to raise interest rate they forecasted they told everybody we plan on raising the rate every single time we meet next year up to Mm. even a half point every single time And so a lot of the market was building that in. So the last two times the fed changed the interest rate, the market barely reacted because already it was already built in. Yeah. So you're starting to see that, that there was kind of an overreaction to make sure they stayed ahead of that curve. Yeah. Then you start seeing kind of a leveling off. Then you're trying to say, okay, maybe that's enough. The Fed might change their tone a little bit and not raise rates. But they kept saying, nope, we're gonna keep raising them. We're gonna plan on keep raising them. Yeah. Now the Fed rate doesn't affect directly mortgage rates, but it does affect the ability to loan. It gives an overall idea of what the market's doing, the economy. It's just one other index the economists are gonna look at To try to see where rates should be and what the cost of money is going to be, that kind of thing. So we did hit our peak, the highest rate we've seen in a long time, about October, somewhere in October. Yeah, Yeah, right at the end of October. So now that they've come down a little bit, that's helped everybody feel like okay, we're now a better time because this is probably where rates are going to level off. Yeah. So you have the indexes, you have the bonds at a certain yield difference. When that gap closes, it's always trying to have a, a certain range of that number we saw too big of a gap. Rates were here where the indexes were still here because they were moving up and this was trying to stay ahead of that. Right. Now the gap is where it should be. So that what that tells me is that means rates should stabilize for at least the first quarter of the year. Okay. Now, wars are still going on, supply chain issues, the numbers for Christmas and the spending season will indicate what's gonna happen kind of after that. But I really feel rates are, if any, I don't see a lot of pressure to move them down. There's a lot of people talking about rates yeah. actually going down more. I don't see that in the yield curves. I don't see that in the numbers, but I don't see them going up. They're not ahead of them so much where rates are trying to yeah. catch up, so yeah. to speak. So I really think that rates will be what really are, is a normal rate for a mortgage for the last 40 years is that number. So I, yeah. I think we're going to see rates stay pretty stable the first quarter.
0: Now, have you seen uh, many people telling you that that we're, we're suddenly going to see a, another big spike, whether it's up or down, or is it so you said things are stabilizing Mm -hmm. now stabilizing could mean I mean usually you would think stabilizing is mean okay we're just going to stay where we are for a little bit of time here is that what you feel or do you feel very much that we will still have some sort of either significant up or significant down over this next quarter
1: maybe I think the numbers are going to come out I mean December's a big spend November December is big spending on you know, uh, Black Friday numbers. I mean, some mm-hmm. of those things are still kind of working themselves out End of the quarter numbers. There's fiscal years to end this time of year. So we're going to see a lot of numbers in January that I think will be better than it predicted yeah. even with the fed talking about raising rates. So I think there's, that's what I'm saying. I think they're both pushing each other both ways, which makes it stabilize. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be more news in one way or the other that's going to affect rates down, but, um, there's still gonna be more pressure, I think over the year to raise rates slightly, but, I don't see any, like we saw this year, this last year, I don't think we're going to see dramatic spikes like we did. Okay. Now, if a war breaks out somewhere else or a nuclear bomb goes off or something happens... That's going to change everything because that's going to be the news of the day. Yeah. You know, it's September 11th type thing, you know, some sort of big news event that happens. But I think a lot of that is stabilizing Ukraine. They're talking about peace treaties there. Supply chains are starting to get back online. I think the election year is always a volatile year when it comes to the market. Right, And this is going to be one of our longest election Two months, two years that we've ever seen. I mean, it's going to be a long election cycle, so there will be a lot of wait and seeing that's going to happen. So, yeah. But I think the the big move from three point three to seven at one point last year, now back down to six, six and a quarter. I think that that's going to be more the the trend for at least the first quarter. Okay. I don't see anything that's really going to move rates down or up that first quarter.
0: Well, and, and the good thing is we've also been seeing stabilization in terms of the active listings and sold listings like we talked mm-hmm. about i mean it was a pretty significant spike there from april through august right a pretty significant spike just straight up in terms of the uh, amount of active listings and then coming down in terms of the amount of listings sold so separating but now we've we've been seeing things stabilize a little bit and uh, rates have not been going in this huge spike for a little while now luckily mm-hmm. i mean they've still been get, they, they were high but not jumping a percentage at a time,
1: right? And it's totally relative. I mean, when you go from three to six, that's a big jump. But when you look at the last 40 years, 6% is very normal for a mortgage. And I still have people will tell me, talk to your grandparents, talk to your parents. That they had 10 percent rates they had 11 yeah. percent rates now the price of the homes were a lot lower so there is a factor to consider they weren't paying four hundred thousand dollars for a median home price they were spending a hundred you know so there yeah. there is a difference there but it still was a certain percentage of their income was still basically the same going towards a mortgage so affordability of homes actually still is higher than it's been on those indexes mm. that's what people need to realize so the people that are most hoping for some sort of market really correction or rates really going down are in those lower price points which really they're not building as much in there. There's not still not as much inventory in that lower yeah. range. Yeah. So you're not going to see a $400,000 home go back to three. Now you might see a million, two million, half, you know, some of those higher end homes might come down because they have built a little more of those. So they do have a little more inventory, a little more to choose from but the four hundred thousand dollar home and you could probably attest to this still gets a lot of offers it does and it still sells it does. really quickly yeah well
0: and, and i think the one thing to really watch out for this next year is is where you live mm. because i think you're going to see certain things change depending on where you are uh one thing about saint george is that saint george and southern utah in general is one of the most moved to places in the country right now really is i mean this is one of the places that uh, it, it's not going to become a place that people just don't want to come here anymore. You're right. <laughs> so, I uh, I think there's a lot of places in the country who are they've overpriced themselves pretty much to the point of making the, the place unlivable. Mm. If you talk a lot about uh, about these big cities, there there's some places that you can't rent a place for minimum wage, right? right. Uh let alone even making 13 14 dollars an hour, it can be really tough to even rent the place. So, that's going to be become a, a, a bigger problem if if we can't get to the point where some of these larger cities start to see a little bit of a drop you're going to see more and more people leave in some of these big cities
1: and i think that saint george does a great job with their parade of homes in february because you got all these people around the country just tired of snow tired of politics tired of whatever it is and they discover southern utah which has been so discovered mm. one of the best places i've ever lived i've lived all over the country and saint george is special yeah i mean it's just a great place to live and it's growing it's vibrant you know, there's a lot of good things that are happening here and then i know in february march when they get one more snow blast in salt lake or michigan or the, we just had this arctic front that just moved through most of the country that always seems to happen kind of about february was getting kind of getting the summer bug and they got to deal with snow for another month then they start going to places like southern utah phoenix maybe some of these areas they really see a spike during that time. They're like, I can live here. This is winter here. Mm. <laughs> like do you guys get snow and you know, yeah. and it really yeah. does change the atmosphere and there's just so much more here than before. Like St. George were a little limited with airports and freeway systems, rail lines, stuff like that. And a lot of that has really come to the area, which is just, it's just such a wonderful place to live. It really is. It is. And I think, I think
0: you got to remember that wherever you live in the country. I mean, uh, there's certain places that sure if the market starts to drop in terms of the the national real estate market then the area you're in is more than likely going to drop as well but there's also supply and demand Uh, and supply and demand is going to change depending on where you live Uh, because there's a lot of places in the country that uh, whether it's a natural disaster or again it's a housing crisis where where maybe there's just the houses are too expensive there's a big homeless problem whatever that is that's going to change your real estate market right where you're at yet somebody else is more often not going to benefit off of that and st george has seen that a lot off of california because there's a lot of places in california even denver when the market has skyrocketed so much that people are finally like hey i'm gonna sell my house because it's worth so much money here in california and then i could buy something that is twice as nice as what i own here but also for only a third of the price in st george they come here so yeah you're it's gonna, amazing
1: when you talk about affordability it's not as affordable for locals in any market. Yeah. But yeah. people coming from other areas, they, they could I can get a whole house for five hundred thousand dollars. I couldn't even yeah. get a studio for that in some of the yeah. places around the country. And the and, house is not just a cheap little yeah. crinkety, it's a nice home. Yeah, really nice home yeah. for that price. And and that's what I uh, that's what we saw with the pandemic and why Saint or pandemic, that's why St. George also got so popular. So much more went to remote work. You didn't have to live in downtown LA to still work in California, you or Denver or some of these areas. So we have been seeing the you know, there was the the time during the steel stuff during uh pittsburgh and stuff like that there's so many steel workers in that industry kind of slowed down so those people spread out all over the country this remote working is doing the same thing yeah. you don't have to live you can live anywhere now why wouldn't you live here if you had the choice true once you discover that you're seeing a lot more people getting in rvs going around the country and say you know what i don't have to with the technology yeah. with everything that's happening i don't have to live in that area right downtown anymore. I can't yeah. live in the suburbs or I can spread out. So it's having a lot more people are looking around the map. Where do I actually want to live? What climate do I want to be in and still be close enough to an airport or close enough to a freeway system to get where I need to go once in a while. That's why I think St. George has really popped on a lot of maps well, and they've done a really good job of bringing more technology here for higher internet speeds. Cause that was one of the issues we had here for a long time is people, it still felt too small town. You know, there'd be jokes about Do you even have a movie theater and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So they've really worked on getting better internet speeds because they know so many more people are working. And I think you probably can attest to this as well. The listings changed. It used to be a four bedroom, three bath. Well, now it's a three bedroom with an office, three bedroom with a den. Because people needed that office space right. in their
0: home more than they did, even especially two years after ago. COVID, the yeah. offices were were huge in there. Otherwise, people were
1: just using the guest bedroom as an office. So, right. but they changed even the way they classified it. You know, they they changed it from four bed to three in a den or three in an office. Yeah, where before it was better to call it four bedroom because people were looking for that or three and two or whatever the numbers are. But you saw that change because people were more, hey, I need I need an office because yeah. now I'm going to be working from that home. More so because now I can work remote.
0: Well, and and the key word is recession, right? I mean, recession is something that a lot of times people don't want to admit, oh, we're not in a recession, but very much so everything points towards a recession right now. Mm-hmm. And the thing people do when you get into a recession is they save money. They're a little bit more careful of their money. Maybe if they can't save it up, they're at least being careful of what they spend it on. So you might see sometimes a little bit less travel at times when stuff like this happens, but... More than that, people also look at their current situation and they look at their current situation and say, hey, it's going to be really tough for me to make it for the next month or years in my current situation because my mortgage is this amount. Well, maybe if I move to this place, I can get a maybe even a better house for a way, way cheaper mortgage, especially if it's somewhere maybe they're working online, working from home. They can still move somewhere else while maintaining that job. Mm. And I think you're gonna see more and more of that through a recession is people deciding, hey, I can do everything I'm doing here in a much cheaper place. Mm. And I think you'll see places like a St. George start growing just off of that. And And once again, I know you're never gonna see a city like LA or San Francisco just get to the point with, okay, nobody's living here anymore, yeah. it's it's gone. Yeah. It's just a ghost city. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. But the amount of people who leave is it's continuously going up um that number hasn't dropped in quite a few years now
1: and st george hasn't gone down we have not had a single year where we've lost or even kept the same number it's grown every year now for years
0: and and of course there's going to be reasons why people move there you know there's a lot of people who their dream has always been to live in the bay area and they'll move to the bay area and then sometimes they're there for life other times they're only there for a year or two so yeah this is way too expensive i'm out of here so um it's going to be a lot more volatile mar- markets in places like that especially as you start seeing more of the masses starting to move to a little bit cheaper area within a recession because you get to these recessions and people are going to start looking at their bills looking at their mm-hmm. finances say okay where can i make my
1: cap my cash flow a little bit better and and this is something i have to reiterate: a housing or a recession does not lead to a housing crash yeah If you look at the last five major recessions we have little spikes everywhere and what classifies a recession changes we're changing the definition and everything and anything these days but the last five major recessions only one time home prices went down and that was the reason for the recession is because the housing market what they were doing kind of manipulating rates and programs and everybody's getting loans and that Mm -hmm. type of thing so if you take out that reason for the recession there wouldn't have been one and it's the only one that led to a housing cr- crash, if you will. Yeah. And it rebounded three years later in some markets. It was even faster than that, right? And that was the worst housing correction we'd ever seen. So when you talk about recession, people get worried because the last one we remember the big, the great recession, if you, if you want to call it that was a housing correction. This one is not going to be no, that way. No, if anything, it's a hedge against recession. Yeah. Most of the time owning a home, having a stable payment, yeah. I mean, everybody out there, how much has your rent gone up in the last three or four years? most people it's gone up. Now some people have a person that never changed their rent for the whole time they were there. And most of those people have now had their home sold from out for under them. I've had three or four people that were renting for three years. Now the people are selling their house. So yeah, maybe they had a stable payment, but now they're jumping back into the housing market, back into the rental market, and they're seeing a huge jump for yeah. what they've been paying for the last few years. So a mortgage is way more consistent of a payment. So it's actually a hedge against recession by having a locked in, very stable payment on your housing instead of worrying every six months, every year that that lease is just going to go up to whatever the market is. And always the risk of losing the lease at this point or having the seller just want to sell, take the equity and do something else with it. So, and we also have an aging population that do have homes that pass away or need to get to that money. So you're starting to see a lot of big hedge funds and groups buying up real estate, knowing it's such a good investment. So just because you're a recession, don't think that means oh I can't buy a house during a recession. It's going to go down in value even if it does, which I don't think it will, you, it will still rebound. It will still stabilize. And more importantly, your payment is so much more consistent than renting. Right. Well, let us know what you
0: think. Let us know what you think is going to happen over this next year. Uh, because I don't think anybody has a crystal ball to tell you exactly what's going to happen. There's been a lot of opinions that said, even by the end of 2022, we were going to be back to a point where interest rates were going to be five or less. But, uh, Clearly, people just don't have a crystal ball on what's happening right now. Uh, Weird things are happening with many governments around the world and uh, even around the country. There's there's a lot of different states who are going to be doing things uh, to counter
1: some of these possible recession, uh, um, flaws. So I think so much of that's baked in. I think it's gonna be a better year. I really, I think we'll have more homes sold this year than last year. I really believe that. I wouldn't be surprised and,
0: and, and make sure to watch our last video of what happened exactly in 2022. And, uh, and then in this one, let us know what you think is going to happen this coming year of 2023. Great. Happy new year, everyone. Have a great 2023. See you next time.